Ayo, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by both Alan and Will. How you guys doing? Doing great, man. How are you doing? Don't speak for me. <laughs> I'm doing better than Will. <laughs> ah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, all right, so Alan Dunford and William, Will Redford, Radford, sorry, Radford, uh, you guys are the writers for Pocus Pocus. Uh, we gotta we gotta get that you know big old bear out of the room first. This name, <laughs> who came up with the name for Pocus Hocus? I I did. <laughs> that was, okay, that was all him. Yeah, that was that was my <laughs> dumb idea. I don't think Will wants to take credit for something that ridiculous. <laughs> it, it it's eye catching. Let's let's go with that term. It's eye catching. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Well, it yeah. had the intended effect, but I was afraid it was going to have the opposite effect of what mm. in the world are these guys that lazy? <laughs> Having a demon make fun of it in like page four helps a lot. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're very self-aware. <laughs> yeah. Try to be. Uh, all right. Who wants to do the quick synopsis on this thing? Give us a quick rundown of what we're looking at here. Well, go ahead and take it. Yeah. So Pocus Hocus is a uh, Faustian, we're going to call it a, a Faustian tale, an update on that, about a magician who uh, sells his soul um, for actual magic powers, uh, only to become really disenchanted by fame and um you know, fortune and that kind of thing. And so he sets out to, uh, he sets, he sets out to win back his soul. Reading that first book, I'm wondering how, how much does he desire his soul? He just seems to give it up pretty easily for fame. Is that something he's really trying to do? Or is he just trying to get this demon off his back as we see in kind of, well, I, I think I would, I would say, you know, uh, going into, well, I mean, for the first book, it, you know, I, I think that, uh, I would say he gives up his soul because there's a specific thing in his personal life that he's right. really, really looking to, uh, to, to achieve. I'm, I'm trying to avoid spoilers a little bit. Of course, of but, course. Uh, yeah. it's, it, uh, it pertains to some, some family-related things in his personal life. So that's, that's, a, big, that's a big reason for it, as, yeah. as opposed to just the, the fame. Yeah, and, and then as you know, you know reading in the, the story, you know, not, not everything's crack, how it's cracked up to be. So, you know, that's when he decides, really, this just isn't worth it anymore. You know, right. I don't have purpose. Yeah. Right. Uh, a magic-based hero, right? We're looking at Pocus Hocus is the hero of this story. Magic-based heroes are kind of unique. They're growing in fame if you're looking at Marvel and stuff like that. But what inspired you guys to go with a magic-based uh, story? I, I think the, the big thing for us was because the, it's funny, the original idea for this, are you familiar with the the comic uh, Ice Cream Man? I'm not. No. Okay, so it's it's just a, not yet. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just an episodic thing. It's kind of like Twilight Zone. Each comic is its own standalone, just weird story. That was actually the original idea for this, and the the original idea I had it was just called the Magician, and it was just about this nice. this kind of evil magician that that pulls people on stage, unsuspecting to them. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, we just kind of have a scary story that way. But then it right. slowly devolved with Will and I d developing the story to actually have him, well, what if he sells the soul because he's such a hack and lazy <laughs> and he doesn't want to learn magic? What if he just has real powers and just doesn't tell anybody? And that's how, does, yeah. that's how he's the best magician in the world because he's, you know, secretly hardcore. So, yeah. Looking back at the dialogue, that, that laziness kind of comes through where he's just like yeah yeah i get it yeah. here's my soul yeah. give me the ability to fly <laughs> yeah he, he knows what he needs to do that's the thing yeah 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 and uh i i think too i mean as far as the uh 
the, kind of on a different um, on a different slope here. Like with the the magic and uh, the supernatural elements, we're both a big we're both big fans of supernatural horror. So um, you know that's that's something that uh, the more we talked about it and you know started like bouncing ideas off of each other, the more we really. Uh, like the imagination, our, our imaginations kind of went went crazy, and and uh, you know it 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 was really one thing led to another. Here we are, <laughs> and now we're talking to yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about a call, it's a good road then. Focus, focus. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So supernatural horror, you guys are fans of that. Was there anything in particular that really kind of inspired you on your journey? Uh, Will, he is uh, really good at this part. <laughs> so I'm just okay. going to take a back seat, sip some coffee, and I'll see you guys in a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 try to, I'll try to make it as brief as I can without nerding out too much. Uh, I, okay, so I think that uh, Guillermo del Toro is, is, you know, I mean, a big, big source of inspiration for this. Um, you know, and the more, the, the farther we get, you know, go along with it, the more, the more I'm seeing that, just the to you know create your create your own monsters create your own world world building that kind of thing but the seed of this i think and, and i mean this is this is my theory i i don't know if uh if, if alan goes along with me as much on this but uh the seed of this i think is i mean it's faustian like dr faustus christopher marlowe that kind of thing there's there's something that's just so appealing on like a like just level about this idea of selling your soul and then regretting it um that's just mm -hmm. embedded in human nature and and that story has been told in different ways throughout the years and uh you know i think this was kind of we, we didn't the first conversation we had it didn't begin with oh let's let's do something faustian or, or something that's related right. to dr faustus but i i believe that that you know kind of subconsciously a lot of what you know a lot of what we did so um you know, I, I think those, you know, those two things are big influence behind it. But uh, as far as like the supernatural element goes, um, you know, Guillermo del Toro all the way is a big one. And then I think we derived, you know, a lot. We both love the film The Prestige. Um, oh, my God. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's another one, by the way. I mean, I'll do a whole, you know, we will we'll, we'll do a whole episode. On yeah, that. just invite us to a uh -oh. podcast for Prestige and you just sit back. <laughs> you don't I, have to do anything. I have a whole tirade defending the end of that film, but that's <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. But like yeah. you guys, I just wrote down prestige. I'm not lying. Be careful because you might've gotten that. It's like an impact just now. Okay. I, I could talk about prestige in that finale, in that ending. Yeah, we'll, do all a, freaking day. We'll, do, we'll do a bonus segment of just six hours of nonstop. Prestige talk. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd be up for that, but, mm. but no, that's, I think that's, that's a big, um, gosh, you know, and I, of course now we have to be careful what we say about the prestige because of spoilers, but uh, uh, let's yeah. just say supernatural, I mean, it all ties, ties, that ties into it as well, I think. So. Prestige brings up a good point. Uh, it's really great mix of magic and science. Is there any sort of like science underneath anything here that we're seeing? Because so far from what I've read, I haven't seen any. Uh, but is that laying underneath? Yeah, so I, I do want to say, you know, yes and no, right? To an extent. Okay. Um, but what Will and I were, were trying to really accomplish, because we're both big fans of horror, we're also big fans of fantasy. So okay. we wanted to try to merge those two together. And we thought the best time period to do that in was a Victorian era because it has that yeah. already nice Gothic feel. Yeah, I would, I would say not so much science, but I think that there is um, based on, and a lot of this is Alan too. There's a, there's deep demon lore 
and demon mythology uh, kind of helps us when we're setting the ground rules of, of the, the world that we're building and that kind of thing. So maybe not quite science, but definitely there's some there's some mythology there, I think, yeah. that, that influences it. So, yeah, I was just thinking with Victorian, you have like so much of that new new era of science yeah. stuff like that. You see that in there? <laughs> yeah. But that just like our our set designs for what we chose for certain things, which we'll get into later, obviously, with our direction, how we went with everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, because if you're looking at uh, the the lore, you have I mean, that have boy that opens up all kinds of things like a, an encyclopedia on demons and stuff like that. You can really kind of expand that out and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that's really, really cool. Um, where did you meet your your rest of your team here? We have uh, artist Brian Balando. Balando, I think. Yeah. Thank you, Balando. Yep. Where did you meet? Where did you meet uh, uh, Brian? Okay, so all three of these guys, we were um, actually introduced by another comic book creator friend of ours, uh, Mike Tiener. He's uh, he's put out some stuff, and he's been you know he's been pretty successful in his early career. So you know, I, I approached him, let him know that Will and I were working on a comic together. So then he put us in touch with these with these awesome people that he's worked with before. So with you know with now too much of a pun intended, it was a match made in hell for all of us. <laughs> yeah, so it worked. It worked out. Not too much of a pun. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, now we're we're finding out a lot right now from from current comic books that are coming out. It's a lot of this distance, you know, communication stuff like that. Did you guys ever meet in person, or was it all over Zoom? Well, see, Brian actually lives in the Philippines. So, oh wow, yeah, that'll do. It. Impossible to meet him. Uh, yeah. Well, right now, anyway. But yeah, so we're kind of scattered all throughout the country. Uh, Will and I were fortunate enough; we went to high school together. So, oh, yeah, go. we've been we've been close ever since then. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than just talking to everybody on a regular basis, that that's really about it. <laughs> okay. And how do you share ideas? Do you guys kind of pitch something like, "Hey, I want a demon that looks like this." Brian comes up with a sketch and then you guys adjust over time. How do you guys communicate ideas? I, if you want to, you want to oh, okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Just, just real. I mean, I'll, I'll go real quick about that because I, I think when, when we're writing and, um, you know, going through that process, a lot of what we're focused on, we will describe certain things, to, you know, in the script for Brian, you know, for Brian to reference and that kind of thing. But we try to focus a lot on story, story structure, character development, and you know those some of those fantastical elements bringing all of that out. So then when we give it over to Brian and uh, uh, Jason and Dave, like uh, a lot of that, we want to collaborate and be collaborative. So we basically, I mean, especially as far as Brian's concerned, we're like, hey man, you know, go go nuts, go wild. Yeah. So on your on your last ish or your last episode, uh, Ryan brought up a good point. Um, he said that he's worked with different artists before. Some of them like direction. They, they want to be micromanaged. Some like the, the chain to be cut loose. Yeah. And then you trust them. They can do whatever. And, and that was our thing with Brian. And it's so strange, too, because, you know, we told him, and you, you've seen it, you know, we told him that we wanted a demon. He asked us what kind of demon we wanted. We said, we don't care. Just make some. Wow. Yeah. You know, we trusted his artwork that much because we, we had looked like we looked at a bunch of uh, a lot of different people and uh you know it it came you know Brian came up and we were looking at 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 his work and we were like man this this guy like yeah so and that and that's the <laughs> thing is, too this is crazy yeah, we mean. absolutely love the uh, the freedom that we were able to give Brian because he also communicates really well too and he's open to criticism um really professional yeah um yeah. the only thing that we were concerned of with Brian at first was because he's 
he illustrates very, very dark and brooding. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, but there's also a humor element and we didn't want that to get lost. But mm-hmm. Brian is such a professional and so good that now we're all in the smooth rhythm and he knows exactly what we're looking for. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. just great. Yeah. 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 The comedy in this, in this comic book can't be understated. They're, Oftentimes just one-liners that you almost catch yourself like, oh, wait, I didn't catch yeah. that. Go back and read it again. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. And then with the art side of that, yeah, it's just a raised eyebrow or something like yeah. that from the demon. It's like, gotcha. Yeah. He's thinking the name's crazy too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. <enough. laughs> um, okay. That's really cool. Now, when you let a, let the artist go loose like that, I mean, obviously you have some great uh, feedback with, with what you're getting. Uh, have you guys ever changed the story based off of the art you're getting from Brian? Uh, have you ever thought like, ooh, that's a good idea? Yeah, so we really, not to get into too many spoilers, but, right. yeah. um, you know, Will and I already, like we already have, forward. yeah, going yeah. forward, we already have it mapped out up to at least seven issues. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to a certain place. And after seeing Brian's artwork, especially, uh, you know, with some of the early concept stuff we have, the place where we were going to that we, we envisioned, we, we completely scrapped. Yeah, we tweaked it. And we just told Brian, (laughs) make the place your own. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So then we're going to ride around that. And, um, you know, I I don't know if you had a chance to see the, uh, the variant covers that we have. Oh, I didn't see those yet. I'll check those out. Okay, yeah, so... We had a cover drawn by Kit Wallace that he did a variant cover for issue one and for issue two. Uh, amazing artist, uh, does a lot of just really good pop art. He illustrates his new book. Um, it's called Good Boy. It's a reverse John Wick story, so it's hilarious. It's, yeah, a dog, a dog book. Like yeah. Funny. Yeah. Okay, so um, he actually drew, we have a pink bunny rabbit that Pocus summons in the first yeah. issue. And we just thought it was a funny gag between us. Well, Brian actually drew it on the cover for issue one and then drew it as a variant as well for issue two. And we have it on the T-shirt for our Kickstarter. So Brian really uh, gave us the gas to actually take that rabbit and make it a character. Yeah. As you'll get this later in issue two. Yeah, we we, stuff like that will will alter it in the sense that and that's what's so beautiful about about this as a collaboration. It'll be like, okay. We can, you know, we see this stuff and we're like, hey, why don't we, why don't we do a little bit more with that? And then that'll open up some doors for Brian to take, you know, to take it further. And, and it just feeding off of each other like that is just, I mean, it's great. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This book in particular, I mean, you, we have such a unique art style, both with what Brian's doing, but also with Jason and Dave. The colors to me, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think it gives anything away, but I do want to explain that it's, you know, this grayscale yeah, black and white. Yeah, no, I don't think the colors will with, give anything away. Yeah, with a big punch of color whenever a demon's in the room or magic especially just really lights up the page. Uh was that was that your guys' idea or did the colors come up with that? Yeah, so that was um that was actually an original concept because whenever yeah. I originally wanted to, you know, pr- approach the idea with Will, I love vibrant neon colors. So I was like, I want the comic book to be bursting with color. I want you to throw up a rainbow when you look at this thing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But then the more we kept writing it and talking about it, I, think the decision uh, it was a from what i remember it was a mutual decision to go ahead and make it black and white and then we just let the collars pop yeah yeah i i i've always loved uh black and white with collar splashes even down i mean completely different genre completely different thing but uh you know sin city 
Um, yep. you know, oh, I could mean, you be any more cliche? Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, really though, like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of the, the, you know, the film, but like, uh, it's, it, it's just, it, it just, it creates its own kind of magic. It does. Yeah. 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 And every, every time colors in the room, you look at it more, it makes a break. So anytime he's just the, the smallest little magic trick is bright blue. Yeah. And so you're, you're going to, it's going to catch your eyes. Um, and then we also have like, even when you look back in time, black and white turns into brown and white stuff like that. Yeah. So that, that's one thing. And I'm happy new tone that, shift. I'm really happy you brought that up because um, we didn't realize we did this until reviewing the script and looking at everything. Um, because the issue one is told in a flashback, you know, focuses mm-hmm. telling the story. And that was something that we, we were afraid of with issue one, because you know, we were deciding, well, do we start off with a bang or do we go ahead and just tell our story linearly? Set everything up. Yeah. yeah right. You know, right. and we were afraid that not enough care, mm. you know, because compared to what we have written already for one or for, for two and three, this issue one, it just goes at a snail's pace compared to, you know what I mean? Like really how we yeah. ramp it up. It but, actually paces pretty quick though. I'm surprised you're saying that because really? that shows how fast it's going to get. Yeah. Cause I felt like it was a quick and easy read. I was going through it pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. We, so we, I guess, well, wow, I'm more critic. you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, um, in issue one, you know, focus is telling the, the story about how he sold his soul. Well, we also see why he sold his soul and we have a flashback within a flashback. Right. <laughs> yeah. and we were afraid like we didn't even realize that we did that when we wrote it but then when we went back and read it we're like oh god are we pretentious <laughs> you know <laughs> it, it's gonna read well you know some Wes Anderson shit yeah. on us <laughs> yeah. that was our, that, real man like that was our that was our big fear when we seen that because we were like I hope this reads well and they understand that this is a flashback within a flashback right. of him telling a story you know mm-hmm. yeah it comes to colors to make sure that's that, nailed that's down. Shows the browns for that yeah. one, just yeah. so we could be like, well, let's try to just mix it up just on this one page. Yeah, right. yeah, it works great. It works awesome. great. And then the the last bit I want to make sure to go into art wise uh, is the lettering, uh, specifically with um, Ivan's lettering. Okay, uh, I'm happy. You brought it's, that up. <laughs> yeah, it's so unique yeah. that. Um, is it spoilers to talk about why it's so? No, different? go ahead. No, I, I don't think Ivan's okay. a dead giveaway. Actually. If people know about Ivan, um, I think they want to get to the end faster. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, Ivan's lettering, just to explain it to everybody else, there's no spacing, and it's all shaky letters. Uh, it looks like he's both scared and fascinated with Pocus. Yeah. I have to think he's a Pocus. ghost. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was very unique. What was, the, what was the decision for that? Why, why is he talking so differently okay, than everybody so, else? Um, we decided that we did want a butler for Pocus, and this was actually Will's idea to make Ivan a maniac that is absolutely obsessed with Pocus. Yeah. Okay. Just a fanboy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's yeah. The idea was with, uh, that, that we had is like, what if this guy is like a really, family butler, right? Yeah, you know, really he, yeah. neurotic. And uh, so we kept th- we kept talking about ways you know that we could reinforce that and and bring it out just like in the style and design of the of the book. And um, actually, when we were lettering it, Dave was the one that thought of, you know, to yeah. try to really get them, because we didn't know how to get how manic Ivan was. We thought, because this is our comic see, book, yeah. so we're thinking just a shaky bubble. Then Dave right. put it all together. Yeah. And then it was just yeah. like, oh my God, this made Ivan that much crazier. Right. Yeah. 
that's so amazing because while I'm reading Ivan's lines, I'm getting a thing where I'm like, I don't quite trust Ivan because of how it's typed yeah. out, how it's written <laughs> out. And it makes sense. It's like he's rushing his words. He, he does his, his mind's not catching up with what he's saying. And yeah. oh, that's perfect. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, and then also on the lettering and the coloring as well, of course, anytime the demon talks, it's a black bubble with purple lines and stuff like that, which uh, just you right away, you're visioning in your head, like some like voice that almost hurts to hear right. everything yeah. like that. Like it's yeah. so terrible that it's, yeah. that it's great. And yet Pocus is like, look, I want a deal. <laughs> you know, I don't care what you sound like. I don't care what you look like. Let's get this done kind of thing, yeah. which is great. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and look at, at, at the story in general for Pocus. We see that he's. God, how do we not spoil this? <laughs> it's a tough one, this one, because well, right away we're not trying we to spoil stuff. We can go ahead and, you know, pretense this, you know, light spoilers coming up because realistically the preview pages we have on the Kickstarter uh, take place immediately after. As soon as issue one ends, issue two begins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's where I just want to make sure that I'm not going over anything that hasn't been already no, revealed man, on the you Kickstarter. Go ahead. You actually, okay. you've seen, uh, we gave you an extra page to see when you okay. see the demon's plan. Okay, yeah. which by the way, oh my god, that had me laughing. Okay, good. The demon's plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that looks cool. like like Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia drew it. Just like yes. it's a yeah. box. It's You're gonna be, be in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Pure mania. So yeah, no one yeah. else has seen that yet. So okay, yep. it's a treat, guys. It's a treat. Yep. Uh, okay, so we see that when he finally learns magic and he starts to become a professional at it, it's starting to fade for him. Why do you think that's not fulfilling the goal that he had from getting the magic powers? I think because, um, I mean, we're in spoiler territory now, Therefore, right? Okay. Yeah. Right, right. I guess we could say, yeah. That's, I, that's why I wanted, I wanted yeah, to make yeah. sure. Okay. I, I think the reason is, is because he's not, he himself is not particularly interested in, in magic. I mean, at least, you know, right. well, no, I mean, he's not interested in magic. He's not interested in like the performance aspect of being a magician, it was uh, it's it's something that he's doing as as you said a second ago to uh, to impress someone else. So I think that that um, I think I think upon realizing that it leads to a a downward slope pretty quickly. It it leads to disappointment and disenchantment pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So now he's stuck in this deal with magic powers. That at this point, he might be not even care. He has. Um, yeah. and then the demon knocks on the door yeah. <laughs> yep. it's like hey buddy we got a plan yeah. <laughs> uh, going forward will we see him work with the demon uh, more or is this kind of like okay. a one and done uh, deal this was one of those things where uh, we, we really wanted to be careful because we didn't want to do a buddy comedy you know what I mean with Pocus yeah, yeah. Demon, which, I can see that which we thought would be funny but the idea, and you've already read it for, and it's on, it's on our Kickstarter. Uh, the demon needs something, you know, it's not one of those like, Hey, we got to work together to do this. The demons know you're going to do this for me because I have your soul. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so the idea is that I guess Pocus wants to get his soul back then if he's, if he's going to work with the demon. Yeah. So the, the idea, and you know, we said it loosely at the, around the, the close to end of issue one, Pocus just simply just says, I have to guess the demon's name. So now, you know, okay. Pocus, that's his only way out. So we have to try to yeah. get to that point. I see. Okay. It's so simple. Yeah. He has to go through so many. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't know the demon's Simples name. So he has no leverage. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's another thing too, that add just to sort of add on to a question or the, the question we were asking earlier is it, it's really coming at a price now, because I mean, not only did it not fulfill the original intent, but I mean, it, it led to disappointment, disenchantment, um, you know, some some depression, that kind of thing. And now, you know, the stakes are when the second issue starts, 
that you know we've got now now this now this crazy stuff yeah, is there, there's your there's your figurative and your literal demon knocking at your door yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. time to, you know time yeah. to pay up this wasn't going to be easy yeah yeah one thing i find interesting about the world you guys created uh he's talking to this guy at the bar and i'm not sure if the guy is either just drunk enough to not care or does this world actually just know demons exist or is there something gray in there? Yeah, so the, the idea was that Pocus uh, is just at a bar and he's just telling anyone that will listen because he's just at okay. a low point. And it's, right. it was funny to us because, you know, that was one thing we talked about. We we're like, so what about, you know, is this a plot hole? You know, we just have Pocus freely just telling this guy. And it was one of those things, well, he's just a he's just a drunk for right now. You know? yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing too, I just want to add to that is despite the fact that he may not be interested in the directly interested in the magician showmanship aspect of it, there's a very theatrical quality to this guy. He, yeah. he likes, he does love the attention. He likes, yeah. he likes yeah. to hear himself. He kind of likes to hear himself talk and he kind of likes to be grandiose and, and tell this, this, this drama. And, and it so hap- it just so happens you know, while he's at the, you know, the watering hole, you know, there's, there's, there's this guy who's, you know, who's going to listen to his story and, and he's kind of, you know, t- taking advantage of that, that opportunity. So. Okay. So in general, the world doesn't know that like, right. you could just right. bring a demon out. So, okay. That's what I'm checking is to yeah, see if I get to this question you asked without, because obviously we don't want to spoil this part to uh, the audience and the world, not knowing that demons exist once we reveal the plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That you've already. Oh yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense there. I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay. That's good stuff. Um, all right. Well, this book is obviously a lot of fun to read. It, like you were saying before, you thought it was a slow pace. I thought it was a nice and uh, kind of a quick pace in a way that like, it was just easy to read. I think it's all about the tying in of fun, fast, uh, choking dialogue with that beautiful images. It just makes a lot of sense. Uh, I can't wait for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I can't wait for everybody to get their hands on it, but we got to support that Kickstarter. So, can you guys explain what you're offering through you guys' Kickstarter? Yeah. So, with the Kickstarter, I mean, it, it's pretty stereotypical from from what I would I would figure. You know, we we obviously have the PDFs of the comics, um, and then we have various covers. You know, we got the Kit Wallace cover. Brian Belando did another cover, and Mark did another one for us as well. And it all looks fantastic. But as far as the add-ons go, you know, we have a black and white version of Pocus. So the black and white version, we wanted to let the artwork breathe. So it's literally just, and it's really cool for us because we've seen it done in like Todd McFarlane comics and stuff. Um, It's, there's no lettering whatsoever in it. It is literally just the concepts that Brian gave to us before we uh, shaded it and everything. Well, and I, we didn't hardly do anything. <laughs> we just handed people a script. Well, I, and real quick, just to add, just to very briefly add on to that, I, I, that's something that's so amazing. I think about Brian's art style is like when we started like getting these pages back and our minds were blown. Cause you know, it's, it's incredible. He had, there's like, almost like, I feel like a silent movie quality about his artwork. Like it just, it, and you can see that just from, from like on his, like, social media pages and that kind of thing. He'll post like single images that he does that just like, I mean, have all of this atmosphere and all of this, um, you know, all, all of, all of these details. And uh, so that's really, I think a uh, very valuable to have. That yeah, and That was one thing we talked about whenever we were writing this was, you know, we wanted to be able to, if we stripped away the speech bubbles, can you tell what's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like you can, 
Um, oh, yeah. You know, that, that might be, you know, our personal bias, but like, like Will said, you know, it's the silent movie quality. So we have that available for issue two. Um, you know, we also have the, what is it? How do you say that? Like the little, yeah, I was amigurumi, I think amigurumi. It's I'm not uh, sure. It's, it's, it's a little, uh, it's crocheted a crocheted rabbit. It's a little crocheted. Horus. There we go. Yeah. yeah it's a little crocheted <laughs> Horace. And we only, we only had five of those cause those were hand stitched. Um, and then we also have the Horace t-shirt, which was done by Kit Wallace as well. Yeah. That's, that was really cool. I'm like so excited for that. Cause yeah. it's, uh, you know, Horace is just, uh, I mean, he's one of those characters that just, I mean, it, you know. He's the, he's the magical gift that keeps on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we also have a print uh, by Stephanie Mooney. She also did a variant cover for us for issue one. And, you know, a- along with some of the other fun stuff that we have for the bigger tiers, but we also have what we call a bad bug bundle, which is the, the company that picked us up uh, to go through publishing and you can buy all of their works and ours together. Yeah, so we, we think that's pretty cool and a good way to support everybody in this local indie yeah. scene. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about, getting, yeah. getting support out there for the indie yeah, guys. That's, I think that's the big thing that, you know, it's it's actually seeing this grow, and it's so humbling when you actually see your audience just actually start expanding because, um, you know, I think we talked about it before. The, the fear was whenever we released issue two – you know, whenever you do your issue one, it's your friends and family that are like, oh, how cute. Alan and Will made a comic. <laughs> so then they just, you know, they're like, here, we'll support it. But then there, mm-hmm. we haven't seen, you know, we're seeing a lot of new people yeah. for issue two. And that's just like, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we did, I think we, uh, I think we got it. You see that? It's like, wow, I think, think we did. I think we got it right. Yeah. You know, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's very uh you know very flattering and just amazing it's, to be a part humbling. of that. Yeah, to be a yeah. part of that community. It's it's great. Well, and, and you know, for those listening and stuff like that, you guys might think like, well, they you know, they're they're already funded and stuff like that, but that's what you gotta pay attention to. See how fast they got funded? That's how hot this is. You guys can get in on this thing early on. It's like pecking up, like not to you know throw it out there, but like X Men issue one, kind of yeah. like not, oh, not no, to this, this is, is going to surpass X Men. This will be bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah. If people are going to be talking about Pocus. They're going to be like Wolverine, who? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where you could already kind of feel just the vibe. I've got you know you, every so often the indie creators kind of come into one thing, passion projects that a small group really love, and then you got something like this that's like yeah, it's a passion project, but I mean it's growing quick and fast. And so you guys got to make sure you follow that link. Get in on this game early because it's so worth it. I mean, the art has me blown away. That that cover, right when I, I swear, I mean, Audible, wow. When yeah. I opened it up, that file, and saw that, was that it cover. The, uh, that was was it the else. main cover? I guess the the one with the, the big red. purple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. That thing blew me away a little bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty awesome. Well, awesome. Glad to hear um, it. Nice. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on here. Hey, dude. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was our pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Like, we really appreciate this and just, you know, Really, uh, for you and for the listeners, you know, just thanks. Yeah, thank for, you. For everything. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Of course, of course. And then, uh, you know, these guys will be back for our big prestige breakdown. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Seriously, we're not even. <laughs> yeah, we got just, just. Once we're done recording, we might have to figure out something. Know, yeah. We might have to pencil something in. Yeah. <laughs> Will's been trying to actually, it's, it's funny you say that because he's been trying to actually do that for a while now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I will talk about that ending all night. Oh, thank God. Yeah. The hats. I could just go forever yeah. on just the hats yeah. alone. Yeah. They're out of force. Yeah. Guess oh. what? Focus has a top hat. So there we. Uh, yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do we see a couple of top hats on the forest? Just kind of a little, little homage dude, somewhere? You have no idea what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. That's great. All right, guys. Uh, again, check out the link below. Uh, we'll have all your guys' social there, too, so you, you guys can follow them on the socials. Keep up to date when something new's coming out. Um, and then we'll try to get Brian social in the two since he's got those really cool images you're throwing out there. Yeah, definitely too. And, um, you know, like, you know, Jason Smith, he does incredible work. And like you said, with the lettering too, Dave Lentz, yeah. he, he doesn't Dave sleep. Uh, that guy's on like, I feel like 50 books at one time. Yeah. Always yeah. doing stuff. You know what I mean? So, what a trooper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no he's, doubt, he's one of those. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is it for us today. Thank you guys so much for joining me again. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. All right. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you.